You're listening to the RBN Energy Blogcast. This is an audio version of RBN's Daily Energy Blog, which is a fun and informative daily commentary on oil, gas, NGL, and renewable markets. Each morning, we cover commodity fundamentals and industry changes to keep you informed of developing trends across the energy landscape. Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. You can make it if you try. New contracts inch North American LNG projects closer to FID, published by Lindsay Schneider. U.S. LNG is in the midst of a record-breaking year. Total LNG feed gas has averaged nearly 10 BCF per day so far in 2021 and the country is on track to export somewhere around 1,000 cargoes this year, 40% more than last year. Although pipeline maintenance and flow constraints have knocked feed gas off the all-time high seen earlier this year, Feed gas and exports are likely to hit new record levels to close out the year as Sabine Pass Train 6 and Calcasieu Pass prepare to start service in early 2022. The strength in U.S. LNG export demand this year is underpinned by an incredibly bullish global gas market, which has led prices in both Europe and Asia to hit all-time highs. This has not only benefited the existing fleet of terminals, but the prolonged bullish global gas market has accelerated commercial activity for future LNG projects. Since May, More than 12 million tons per annum of capacity from LNG terminals or liquefaction trains under development has been sold, pushing several prospective LNG projects closer to a final investment decision, or FID. RBN covers all of the latest in our LNG Voyager quarterly report, but in today's blog, we take a look at some of the highlights from the report, focusing on the biggest changes in LNG development this summer. In our LNG Voyager quarterly supplement, we track the 10 LNG terminals that have already taken FID and the still-standing, some albeit only barely, pre-FID projects. We categorize them into the following groups, operational, those that have already reached FID and are under construction, those that are pre-FID but probable to reach FID in the next year, and ones that are possible to be green-lighted in the next year. Within the possible bucket, we further group them into Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3, based on the likelihood that they will achieve FID in the next 1-3 to years. When we published our first quarterly report of this year in early March, there were 29 projects on our pre-FID probable and possible list. Now, that number is down to just 18. No projects have achieved a positive FID this year, and that reduction is all from projects being paused, cancelled, rejected, or losing investors to the point that they can't reasonably be included in even our most generous definition of possible that currently applies to our Tier 3 projects. There are a handful of projects in Tier 3 that look promising in the long run, but most of them will never be built. Our list is likely to keep shrinking as interest continues to coalesce around a smaller subset of projects, and the market continuously re-evaluates the economics of North American LNG in the context of global demand growth. For the ones that fizzled out, you can get the breakdown of what went wrong and where exactly each project on the list stands in our LNG Voyager quarterly report. It's not all bad news, however, and today, we'll focus on what's going right, particularly the 12.1 million tons per annum, or 1.6 BCF per day, new LNG contracts signed this summer for capacity at the pre-FID projects. The majority of those sales, 9 million tons per annum, or about 1.2 BCF per day, came from one project, Plurian's Driftwood LNG. Driftwood LNG was originally proposed as a facility with five plants and four mini-trains, each for a total capacity of 27.6 million tons per annum, or about 3.7 BCF per day, in Louisiana. Back then, Tellurian's plans included taking on equity investors for 60% of the terminal's capacity and marketing 40% of the capacity on its own or through traditional long-term sales and purchase agreements, or SPAs. However, only one such agreement, 
with total energies for 1.5 million tons per annum marketed by Tellurian and an additional equity stake equivalent to 1 million tons per annum, was ever signed. And that deal expired in June. Since then, however, Tellurian has abandoned the equity stake model and focused on sales around a two-train, 11 million tons per annum phase one of the project. It'll defer additional plants for down the line if there is more appetite and assuming it is able to get the first two liquefaction trains to FID, which is looking increasingly more likely given the 9 million tons per annum of sales that have transpired in just the past few months. Although the total energies deal expired, Tellurian has closed 3 3 million tons per annum, or 0.4 BCF per day, SPAs this summer, one each with Convor, Vital, and Shell. These deals all have similar terms and are all 10-year SPAs at a price index to a blend of JKM and TTF. Tellurian's successful commercial strategy pivot set the project up for a remarkable comeback, after it experienced a number of setbacks last year. With more than 80% of the planned capacity now secured, that's enough for the project to achieve FID that said, the project still needs to secure financing, which may prove more difficult because of its shorter-term SPAs, rather than the 20-year contracts that were used to underpin the first wave of LNG projects. The company has said it hoped to secure financing this year and take FID in the first quarter of 2022. Tellurian reiterated its plan to produce all of the feed gas supply for the terminal, which is essential to the value proposition of Driftwood LNG and these latest sales. The company has said it would not officially take FID on the project until it had secured the necessary upstream reserves. Although Tellurian has increased its Haynesville acreage position and drilling program, it still needs about 1.5 BCF per day more to achieve that goal. With its excellent forward momentum, Driftwood looks extremely likely to go ahead next year. Although Driftwood has been the most active in dealmaking this summer, particularly on the Gulf Coast, there is one North American project that still ranks above it in terms of being closest to FID, and that's Wood Fiber LNG. Wood Fiber LNG is a single train, 2.1 million tons per annum, or 0.3 BCF per day, LNG terminal in British Columbia. Wood Fiber signed its second SPA with BP for 0.75 million tons per annum in May, taking BP's total secured volume from the terminal to 1.5 million tons per annum. No pricing information for the deals was released, but both are 15-year contracts. BP now holds more than 70% of the total capacity and that is enough contracted volumes for the project to move forward. It's currently the only project realistically close enough to FID this year, and the company said in May when the BP deal was announced that it was targeting FID in the third quarter. Turning back to Gulf Coast projects, in mid-July, Shinier signed its third Integrated Production Management, or IPM, deal in support of Corpus Christi Stage 3 with Canadian gas producer Termalin Oil Corporation under the agreement, which is similar to the two other IPMs Shinier has with Apache and EOG for the project. An affiliate of Termalin will supply 140 million cubic feet per day of feed gas to the terminal, for which Shinier will pay a JKM-linked price after subtracting liquefaction and shipping charges. Then, Shinier's marketing arm, CMI, will market 0.85 million tons per annum of LNG for Tourmalin. CMI has also had a very busy year. It sold 12 million tons per annum, or 1.6 BCF per day, of LNG in short and mid-term deals from Shinier's portfolio. These deals are not tied to any specific train or terminal, but are mostly sourced from the Shinier terminals, Sabine Pass and Corpus Christi. With the additional sales this year, the Shinier portfolio is now 90% contracted, a level the company would like to maintain.
With that in mind, Stage 3 has 2.6 million tons per annum of its planned 9.5 million tons per annum capacity secured in IPM deals, and Chenier has said that it must sell another 4 million tons per annum of Corpus Christi Stage 3 capacity before the project takes FID to maintain the company's targeted contracted level. It hopes to achieve this in the next year in order to take FID. Finally, at the end of July, PGNIG announced that it would purchase an additional 2 million tons per annum, or 0.3 BCF per day, from Venture Global. 1.5 million tons per annum of that from the planned Plakamans LNG and 0.5 million tons per annum from the soon-to-be operational Calcasieu Pass Terminal. This deal was part of a series of moves PGNIG made related to the delaying of another pre-FID project, Semper's Port Arthur LNG. The company previously held 2 million tons per annum at Port Arthur, but that contract has now been cancelled. Venture Global and PGNIG are amending their existing sales contracts rather than inking new ones. With the new terms, PGNIG will hold SPAs for 5.5 million tons per annum total from Venture Global and 4 million tons per annum specifically from Plakamans LNG. With this deal and the 1 million tons per annum SPA with EDF from February 2020, the Plakamans project now has half of its phase 1 capacity, 5 million tons per annum out of the 10 million tons per annum total, secured in 20-year contracts. This summer has seen a flurry of commercial activity for new North American LNG and interest still seems to be growing. Several LNG developers have indicated they are in late stages of contract negotiations and have been vocal about the renewed interest in contracts that has been created by the incredible bull run of global gas prices. The only question is, how long might it last? But that's a blog for another day. With more than 12 million tons per annum of new deals already done, it seems like a matter of time before the next North American LNG project takes FID that said, there is a very fine line between undersupplied and oversupplied. Offtakers are shopping cautiously, and they have plenty of projects to choose from. You can keep up with all the latest in LNG development with our LNG Voyager report. You can make it if you try was written by Ted Jarrett. It appears as the fifth song on side two of the Rolling Stones debut US album, The Rolling Stones, Originally released as a single by Gene Allison in 1958, his version went to number 3 on the Billboard Rhythm and Blues Singles Chart and number 36 on the Billboard Hot 100 Singles Chart. Personnel on the Stones version were, Mick Jagger, on lead and backing vocals, Keith Richards, on electric, acoustic guitar, and backing vocals, Ryan Jones, on electric guitar, percussion, and backing vocals, Bill Wyman, on bass and backing vocals, Charlie Watts, on drums, and Ian Stewart, on organ. The Rolling Stones album was recorded between January and February 1964 at Regent Sound in London, with Andrew Lube Oldham producing. Released in the US in May 1964, it went to number 11 on the Billboard Top 200 Albums chart. It has been certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America. Two singles were released from the album. The Rolling Stones are an English rock band formed in London in 1962 with Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Brian Jones, Bill Wyman, and Charlie Watts. Eight members have passed through the group since it began. Brian Jones left the band and died in 1969 and was replaced by Mick Taylor who left the band in 1974, to be replaced by Ronnie Wood. Bassist Bill Wyman retired from the Stones in 1993, and Daryl Jones has played bass for the band on tour and in the studio since. They have released 30 studio albums, 33 live albums, 29 compilation albums, 3 EPs, and 121 singles. They have sold more than 200 million records worldwide. They have won one Billboard Music Award, four Grammy Awards, 
three MTV Video Music Awards, and one World Music Award. They are members of the Grammy Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Drummer Charlie Watts passed away on August 24th. We offer our condolences and sympathies to members of the Rolling Stones family, friends, and fans. The No Filter Tour was scheduled to kick off on September 26th in St. Louis and has not been canceled or postponed as yet. Thanks for listening to the RBN Daily Energy Blogcast. For more information on energy market reports, maps, and consulting engagements, please visit us at rbnenergy.com. And thanks for rocking with us.